listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman in for R.J. Bell today, live from Las Vegas, live on a Friday, baby. Live on 225 FSR stations across our great, great nation. And I couldn't do the show by myself. So, who do I call? I, of course, who do I always call? The only two-time winner of the Westgate, formerly Las Vegas Hilton Super Contest, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Fez, how are you, my friend? You know, I heard you called a couple other people before me. And then you I called did. me. I did. But those people wanted me to pay them. Hmm. And you were like, I'll do it for free. So, I mean, you get the you get the job. I might even give you a kickback to let me be on. Yeah. I mean, you, you, the price was right, my friend. The <laughs> price was right. You know, I, I thought about how I want to start the, today's show. And obviously, the, the college football news is, uh, is interesting and a little unexpected, I guess. And you and I are on different sides of the fence on that. But I figure I've got an NFL guy in. I'll start with the NFL and what we're going to get into, Kevin O'Connell, and what he had to say about Kirk Cousins today. But before we do that, I want to know, I mean, you've, you haven't been on the radio show a lot. It's because you were dialed in to football. And I want to know how your season finished up. How did your Super Bowl finish up? Yeah, so Super Bowl went 7-4 and four on the plays I gave out to my clients. was a profitable betting Super Bowl for me overall. I have like 48 bets <laughs> in total. So, you know, Super Bowl... There's a hidden truth here. The pros, we don't bet any more on the side or the total. Typically on the Super Bowl, oftentimes we don't bet anything. But it is our most bet game because there's, with a thousand different propositions to choose from, you almost always can find value. And certainly we found it again this year. So very proud. Three-year track record, 23-6-1. That's unsustainable, AJ. I won't be able to keep that up, but it's been a great three-year run, Super Bowl. Good while it lasted, right? <laughs> or while it's lasting, you gotta you gotta ride it while it's hot. So, uh, all right, let's discuss what's going on in Minnesota and Kevin O'Connell saying, "Listen." I'm excited about what I've got here. Now, remember, Kevin O'Connell's the new guy in the building, the new GM in the building. You don't want to throw him under the bus, certainly. But Kevin O'Connell, what do you say when you get to a new place? You say, I'm real happy with what we got here. I'm real excited about what we've got here because everything else is a question mark. If you can't find an upgrade for Kirk Cousins this offseason, you don't want to you don't want to say in your opening press conference, yeah, I don't know if Kirk Cousins is worth the money. I don't we'll we'll have to see how this the offseason shakes out. You can't say that. So you've got to say, Kirk Cousins is our guy. I'm excited to work with Kirk because he's accomplished so, so much. And clearly there's an up arrow next to his, I mean, for however you want to word it. But you have to pretend like 
you're really happy that you have the quarterback with the third highest salary cap hit in the NFL this year. Can that be right? That is right. Did and McKenzie double check that stat? He did. And here's huh. what here's what he said. And this is this quote should tell you exactly how thrilled he really is about it. I know he's under contract. <laughs> and I'm excited to coach him. Uh, we've already started thinking about how we're going to build those systems for him and our other quarterbacks. I'm anticipating Kirk being a part of what we do. Well, I'd anticipate that too, and here's why. Kirk Cousins' salary cap hit this year? $45 million. $45 million. What's the dead cap? McKenzie, I'll let you give this one. What's the dead cap if they decide, you know what, we're going to cut Kirk Cousins? What kind of money would they save? Kirk, if they- Kirk Cousins famously made sure that every single dollar of his contract was guaranteed. So they would save $0 oh. on the contract mm. by cutting him. So even if they're not excited to have Kirk Cousins this year, they're paying Kirk Cousins $45 million. They might as well use him, right? You know, when you're asking the coach this, it, it reminds me of the movie The Program. Remember when James Kahn <laughs> is the coach and he loses, I believe it was Joe Kane, his starting quarterback. He needs a quarterback. And he had kicked the backup quarterback off the team for character issues. And they bring him back and there's a press conference and they ask him, can you vouch for the character of your quarterback? And there's a pause and James Kahn says, yes, I can vouch for it. He's not saying how he's vouching for it, just that he is. Similar situation. Here. Yeah. So I mean, listen. What what can you say? You you know that Kirk, you're stuck with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. This is a unique situation indeed because there's no one else with a contract like that. There's no one else who, you know, you could say like. There's teams that have. There's a discussion to be had. Okay, uh, and among them is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, you could say, well, he, Matt Ryan, by the way, the biggest cap hit in the NFL this year, $48.6 million, which is like, what? That's, a, that's crazy. But if you don't want Matt Ryan this year, you can, you can save $8 million by cutting. <laughs> I would argue that because Atlanta has now – I mean, who would have thought two years ago? But Atlanta has suddenly found themselves with the best quarterback in their division. Addition by subtraction. Yeah. Drew Brees retires one year. All right, we tick up a notch. Uh, Tom Brady retires the next year. Wow, we ticked up another notch. Carolina committed an extra year to Sam Darnold. We're on top of the heap. You know, the We're Minnesota the playoff game. Next year. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Vikings might be in the same boat this year if Rodgers doesn't come back to Green Bay. Yes. Suddenly, how do you like me now? Kirk Cousins is now, the king of the NFC North. Now you are you're right about that because if Aaron Rodgers moves on, and Aaron Rodgers, oddly enough, his salary cap number is right in between Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins, forty-six point six. You know, the the Packers could save twenty million dollars just by cutting him. I don't think they'll do that. Uh, How many games are the Packers going to win with, without Aaron Rodgers? With Jordan Love, assume it's Jordan Love. What would you put their over under at? With Rodgers, let's say it's eleven. 
six and a half. Sounds optimistic. It does. Yes. It does. Aaron Rodgers is wildly important. I mean, this is not a team. RJ and I have kind of gone back and forth about how much uh, or how how good their roster without him is. He thinks it's better than I do. I think he just makes everybody look better than what they are. And then you saw that game when Jordan Love started against the Chiefs, and suddenly that potent offense could do absolutely nothing for like all. They finally scored a touchdown with like four minutes left in the game. They did nothing. They nothing, covered nothing. The way we keep score. That's true. Thirteen to seven. But they, I think they, they didn't want cover to win. their team total though. Yeah, they didn't cover the team no. total. No, no. So. If Aaron Rodgers were to move on to, say, Denver, to, say, San Francisco, to, say, Miami, wherever he goes, you look around the NFC North and you see, well, Jordan Love. We know Kirk Cousins is better than Jordan Love. Justin Fields, I think for now, I think Kirk Cousins is better than Justin Fields. Jared Goff, by the way, ninth on this list, $31.1 million the Lions will be paying Jared Goff next year, and if they cut him, they 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 save like not even a million bucks. So not, they're stuck with him for another year. Not a good look. The Rams winning the Super Bowl and all for Jared Goff, is it now? No, but J- the Lions they don't really care. They got the draft picks that they wanted, and you know mm. they, they they knew that was a a net loser on the players that were being exchanged. Sure, they are hoping to hit with the draft picks. So that's uh that that's the the bright side. For Detroit, but I was looking at this list. Matt Ryan, like I said, you could get out this year for eight million bucks. I don't think they want to. And he's been their quarterback the whole way. He did get them into a Super Bowl. It's almost like they're rewarding him. Yeah, and and is like if I said, what's the biggest problem with the Falcons? Matt Ryan's way down the list of problems. Now is Matt Ryan an MVP candidate anymore? No, but is Matt Ryan like the reason why the Falcons are bad? No. Far from it. No, your number two wide receiver decides he doesn't want to work well, anymore. Your number one wide receiver. <laughs> your no, I yes. mean, yeah. Your number one wide receiver leaves you, and your number two wide receiver says no moss. Yeah. That's going to cause all kinds of difficulties. Yeah, not a, um, not, not a, an ideal situation, but I, he, I think in that division he keeps them competitive. Aaron Rodgers, we don't know. It's up in the air. Kirk Cousins, like I said, there's no out for Fourth on the list of of salary cap hits this year is Deshaun Watson. This is the first year that the Texans really have to pay Hmm. Deshaun Watson. Lots of questions about him. I don't know what they do with him. I don't know. I don't know what the result. They could get out of this contract now and save five million bucks. I think they're hoping that they can trade him. There's just so many questions about how it shakes out. And then Ryan Tannehill, $38.6 million. They're stuck with him for this year. They'd lose big time if they cut him this year. Russell Wilson, you could save $11 million by cutting him. His cap hits $37. Don't need need to cut Russell Wilson. They've got got value. Plenty of people ready to trade for Russell Wilson. Patrick Mahomes at $35.8. I don't foresee him getting cut. Or traded, I think he'll be. I think he's there. If there was no salary cap. You could pay any amount. Would you pay Russ? Would you pay for uh, Mahomes? Give him sixty million. I would. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's about right. Dak thirty four point four five, brand new contract, uncuttable. Sure. 
Jared Goff, we just mentioned, you could you could save him a, a nominal amount, not much. I, I say nominal, like a million bucks is nothing. But I mean, to the Lions, to a, to an NFL franchise, it's nothing. And then TJ Watt, thirty one point two rounds out the top ten. So this Kirk Cousins, the fact that they they're fully guaranteed to him for this year, it makes it what what it amounts to is what was said today means absolutely nothing because of course he's there there's nobody coming out and say uh, now this that brings up an interesting thought what if the Denver Broncos said we'll give you a first round pick for Kirk Cousins who says no to that that's interesting because the Broncos are one of these teams we talk about. If they get really Aaron Rodgers, really good team, no quarterback. It, it, like they're right there on the brink. If they, nobody thought Matt Stafford was like a top three or four quarterback in the league when the Rams traded for him. The, I don't think the Rams thought Matt Stafford was that. What the Rams saw was this is what our non QB roster looks like, and it's damn good. If we can upgrade that. That I mean, there's no, there's no position where you can trade one guy for another and it can change the fortune of your franchise more than quarterback. Like you can't, there's no running back out there. You can't, like, you can't trade the worst running back in the league for the best, and suddenly it makes you from a, a so-so team to like you're a Super Bowl contender. But if you're a team that has a great roster and a bad quarterback, you're a 500 team. Yes, like the Broncos, the, Broncos, the Dolphins, and you become a 12 and five team. The second you get that top ten quarterback, you not top a five, Super Bowl contender, top ten Super Bowl winning team. Yes. So if the Denver Broncos called the Minnesota Vikings tomorrow and said, "Hey, first round pick, we're willing to pay this. We're gonna take, we'll take that forty five million dollars off your hands," I think suddenly Kevin O'Connell would say, "We could probably figure something out at quarterback." I think it's going to take two ones. Two ones for for a season of Kirk Cousins. Mm, that's a good point. It, don't, it would have to not just be one season. Yeah, because Matt, to... Matt Stafford. There's there's. And do you want to lock him up for even? More? I don't no. want to like. I'm okay with having Matt Stafford for more than like. The, so the last two Super Bowls, that's how the teams have won. They they had good rosters. They made a move to get a top level quarterback. Tom Brady, but an winner. old but an old fossil quarterback's perfect because then he can be really good yes. for you. A Peyton Manning or or a Tom Brady and then and then you're not you don't have an albatross around yes. your waist for 5 years. I, to me Kirk Cousins is more appealing now because he's not paid for the next 3 years. Like Matt Ryan, as, let's face it, there's no upside with Matt Ryan. He's going to be he's going to be average and you're going to have to pay him like he's a Although top Matt Ryan 5 only, quarterback. Matt Ryan only has two more years yeah. left on his deal, so he's maybe not as much of an albatross as he would have been. But it, I mean if the Broncos had if they could trade a first rounder for Matt Ryan, would it be smart for the Broncos? I think it would be. You know, so uh, Kirk Cousins again Projected to be, and it's curious because the Vikings. A lot of people would say, "Well, they were right there on the you know cusp of a playoff team," but that was with Kirk Cousins. Like you know, and as bad as the Vikings were versus expectation, you look at their season win number. I think it's a pretty easy number to make. I'll make it right now. If they got Kirk Cousins right back at nine, maybe even nine and a half. If yeah. Rodgers leaves, if Rodgers leaves nine and a half, clear cut. Division favorite. I mean, how big of a favorite? Like, like minus one forty versus the even field. with a brand new coach. 
Yeah, the coach okay. doesn't. The coach doesn't matter because we really don't know how good the coach will be. I now Vegas did love Zimmer. Zimmer wasn't against the spread, darling. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just all those stuffed animals on top of his um, mantle. By the way, the Zimmer um, uh, mansion is for sale for two point five million. You can live where Zimmer used to live in Minnesota. Oh, so, wow. yeah. I'll uh, call my realtor. <laughs> all right, uh, but th- just just so you know. Take it with a grain of salt. This doesn't mean that Kevin O'Connell loves Kirk Cousins. It means that he knows for now he's stuck with Kirk Cousins. Yes. This isn't this isn't Kevin O'Connell saying, I came to Minnesota to coach Kirk Cousins. Don't expect some big offseason uh, contract extension for Kirk Cousins. This is the end of this deal. Everyone knows that this is the end of this deal. If it works out this season, Maybe they talk. If it doesn't, we see Kirk Cousins somewhere else next year. I don't think that's and much of a surprise. By the way, pulling back the curtain here and how Vegas pros bet the NFL during the offseason. Now, there's a lot of talk about, you know, who's, who are the favorites for next year? And we have the Bills at 7-1, to one, Kansas City 8-1, to one, et cetera. Pros don't like to bet the needle in the haystack bets. They typically shy away from all these futures bets, Vikings to win the Super Bowl, et cetera. We are focused on season wins. That's what we're salivating at. I can't wait to see where they open teams like the Lions, like the Vikings, in terms of their season win numbers and finding value. All right. I said I wanted to talk about this college football announcement. I do want to talk about it. Fezzik and I have some disagreement on this, so we'll get into that next. But first, Straight out of Vegas, brought to you by AutoZone. Deal with the dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services, like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. He's Steve Fezzik. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, then the heavens gonna fall. The government... I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas. In just a minute, we're gonna get into the NCAA's decision to hold the college football playoff at four teams through the end of this contract, which expires following the 2025 season. First, got to thank you guys, though. The fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio, that is us. The audience has more than doubled in the last year plus, and that's because of you spreading the word, telling a friend. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas. Here on the Strip, it is 67 degrees, and the neon is flashing. How's that sound, Fez? Outstanding. All right, let's take a look at the college football playoff announcement. And it's been months and months of debates and discussions about, are we going to expand? What's the right number? And at the end of the day, they said, you know what? The executive director of the college football playoff, Bill Hancock, said, we're staying put. Four teams through the rest of this contract. By choosing to stay at four teams, the the 10 conferences and Notre Dame are forfeiting about 450 to 500 million dollars in potential revenue. Yet they still said, that's all right with us. 
we'll we'll keep it how it is, which is surprising to me in a way. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that that could go to, especially now with, with NIL and things like that. There's, it'd be nice to have some extra coin to to move around and somehow use legally, quote unquote legally. Um, but the commissioners in Notre Dame, uh, they they had a, a conference today and they said, we can't come to a unanimous agreement, which probably means, I, I'm guessing like t- conferences like the American didn't say, well, we don't want this. The Mountain West didn't say, we're not for expansion. The, t- the, the, team, or the conferences that don't want expansion are probably not the very bottom, and they're probably not the SEC, because the SEC, any given year, would like to have two, and if you expand to eight, they're probably going to have three. Just for the sake of it, the teams that would have made it this year if there was an eight-team playoff, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Baylor, and Ole Miss. And now everyone says, well, with, with if you've got eight, you can get the five power conferences in and then three uh, at-large teams. Well, two of those at-large teams this year would have been uh, SEC teams. They would have mm-hmm. been Georgia and Ole Miss. Problem is, there's no Pac-12 team that warranted getting in. Utah, who was 11th in the final poll, they weren't getting in. You can put a qualifier. You can say a team has to be in the top 10. You can say you're going to take the five conference winners, but they have to be in the top 10 or they don't get in. But, I mean, does that same qualifier hold true for a non-power conference team? Do they have to be in the top 10? I don't really mind either way. It really doesn't matter. To because me. to me, if like... I didn't. I didn't think Cincinnati was one of the four best teams this season. If Cincinnati had a loss on their record, it, given the fact that they barely played a schedule in the top 100, they oh, I'm, I'm, they I'm would have had no business. I'm going to str- I'm going to strongly disagree because we're not debating power ratings. We're, we're we're debating how good a team was over the course of a season, and there is no way that you can say Cincinnati, who goes in and beats Notre Dame in their house doesn't deserve to be there over Notre Dame. And so since Notre Dame clearly deserved to be in the top eight, Cincinnati has to be above Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, Even though Notre Dame plays a much tougher schedule over the course of the season? Because it's one thing for Cincinnati to say, here's our Super Bowl game, and then we're going to play a bunch of crumb bums the rest of the year. Notre Dame actually had to play like a big boy schedule. Uh, Cincinnati is like one; it was one of the mini games. Cincinnati had several solid wins as well. They just they didn't just beat up a U, on UNLVs all year long. All right, uh, it, that, that's something that I don't know that we'll agree on. And we're going to disagree on this whole playoff format. I think that this is ridiculous. I think this you note know the smacks and some. There are certain sports that are really well run. Football, NFL, extremely flexible. They can change the rules. They can change the playoff format. There's a reason the NFL is so popular, because they keep evolving the game to get better and better. And then there's the inflexible guys. Examples, baseball. Still don't enforce a pitch clock on the pitcher. He can take as long as he wants. Still can step out of the batter's box. It's the sort of thing, if the rule had always been... You know, that you couldn't step out of the batter's box and someone tried to do it. You look at it like that. Of course, you can't step out of the box. You can't just stop a play because you're not ready. That's crazy. Um, 
the flexible sports are the ones that succeed the most. And we're being really inflexible here. I firmly believe, look, look at the NCAA tournament. Imagine if I came out and said, you know, this tournament idea, 68 teams is way too much. A fourth of the teams making the, the big dance, they're undeserving. We should go back to 16 or at most 32. I would be laughed off the internet. I would like lose credentials in any like media um, uh, group that was evaluating me. It's so obvious. But why did it take so long? Why in 1975 were we still at 32 teams? Because people are so reluctant to change. We'll be with an A-team football playoff. And you know what? 20 years from now, we'll be debating, should we expand to 12 or 16? There'll be no talk about going back to the stupid four system. And, and even worse, the fact that we were only two teams for a long time, and we didn't even have a playoff for years, shows how backwards all these guys are. I think more often than not, and this is why I, I'm okay with four teams, and I'll be honest, I, I wasn't thrilled about going to four to begin with. I didn't mind the two. I think most years you can pick out the two best teams and say, yep, that's them. I think this year was an example of that. Would it have pissed off a lot of people had you just said, yep, Georgia, Alabama, I know we just saw them play. That's the two best teams. Sure, it would have, but it didn't matter to me. That's, that's the two best teams. We got there anyway. I think more often than not... Two makes more sense than four when you really say, who are the deserving teams? Four. This was an example of four was more than we needed. Well, this Cincinnati is, didn't belong. This is an aberration. This year, we had two absolutely dominant teams that did really well with their win losses also. But I, I can make the case, obviously, Ohio State's better than Michigan. Everybody knows Ohio State's better than Michigan. All the power rating guys. But Michigan clearly deserves to go because they won the game when it really mattered. But the playoff would be better with Ohio State in it. And it would be more intriguing. And you know what? You you slip up, you get a bad seed. Well, now you got a you got a tougher path. It's there's a lot of fairness to it. But if you go undefeated, then you get the one or two seed, and you get to beat up on a seven or eight. It's, but it, listen, it's this isn't like a college basketball game where you can play three of these in a week. I, I mean, it is it, every football game take it's attrition on your body. It's, so all these division two II and three guys. It's fine for them to play four games because they're 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 just out there playing touch football. How interested are you in that? That tournament every year. You, uh, you, you, you tuning in? You watching well, those games? I am because the lines are softer, so it's like easier to, to win against, yeah. against you know, betting that. But I hear you. But, yeah. but the bottom but line most is— Most of those guys are guys like, like you at Northwestern saying, oh, I'll get out there and play a little. <laughs> These are non-scholarship. Like We're talking about world-class athletes playing at Alabama I'm, and Georgia. I'm glad you brought up Northwestern because like in the in the— in the big dance, Northwestern went years and years without making the tournament, and they finally got in. They won a game. Then they're playing Gonzaga. The kid cries. It makes national TV. You know, you don't have to win these playoff games for it to be compelling and a great story, like the, the flute player that's crying when she's playing, or Piccolo, whatever it was, you know, after <laughs> after she lost. Those are good stories, and that's, you know, everyone makes more money, and the fans are more entertained. Are you not entertained by these playoffs? I was games? not entertained by Alabama and Cincinnati, I can tell you that. I was far from entertained. Well, and the it, like, point spread is a great equalizer of the entertainment factor. Yeah. Put that in play. Cincinnati didn't look like they belonged on the field with Alabama. And guess what? I'd already seen Alabama and Ole Miss. I, I didn't need to see that again in the playoff. I, like, I know it, uh, Lane Kiffin was not going to beat Nick Saban. It wasn't going to happen. I didn't need to see round two to, to like really firm it up in my mind and then see Alabama. Well, in that case, we would have seen what? We would have seen Cincinnati and Notre Dame again 
blech. <laughs> uh, no thanks. I, 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 it's enough. It's enough. No, no one was clamoring, oh, I'd really like to see Michigan play Baylor. <laughs> that really clears some things up for me. I don't think anybody was thinking that. They, so you'd rather watch Michigan play Baylor in the Blue Bonnet Bowl and it doesn't I'd rather mean not anything? watch it. I'd rather it not matter. Yeah. Uh, I, I, to me, it matters. I want to see a four. I want to see a five. I want to see Michigan Ugh. play Baylor. And I want to see someone advance. And they put the sticker down and, the, and everyone goes crazy. The pageantry and, uh, and, and the, the survive in advance. College football fast. Fast forward me to the to the end. Like get me to the championship. The like because I really think there's no other sport. And and I know this is what kind of peeves people about college football. It's always the same teams. And by the way, the four teams, there's four teams this year with a better than 25 to 1 shot to win the title next year. You'll never guess who the four are. Uh I don't know. The same four it is every year. Alabama. Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. There's your top four. The, that's, on paper, the four most likely teams so, to be in the CFP uh, next year. So in men's tennis, for example, we shouldn't just have any of these draws of 64 teams. We should just go to the Final Four because we know that the, the dominant It's going to be Djokovic are, and Federer exactly. at the end. So Let's just even, see it. Yeah, so why even play all these other these these, these other matches? Big, big joke, right? It's not entertaining yes. at all. But we do. We don't play. Are you watching we, round we one of the Aussie Open? A lot of people do. Those and they people watch are round dopes. two. And they watch round three. They, they, they think about this. I'm not saying that that's like compelling, but the fact that they have to go through five or six rounds, I don't even know how many, if it's a field it's of 64. <laughs> but if they can play 64, we can play eight. Yeah. I just don't know that there's the need for it. I really don't. And I, I'm. I, I get it. It like everybody's like, well, my team will have a chance. Like, if we expand it to uh, sixty-four, yeah, your team has a chance now. Like, congratulations, Minnesota Golden Gopher football fan, you're in the mix now. I don't need all those. Te- like, I don't need that. If, if in college basketball, one or two players, if you get one or two legit guys, it can change the way your t- your whole season looks. Like, you have it. You're a contender. Football's not that way. You know, these teams that have a hundred scholarships to offer, the the hundredth best, like the hundred of you take the hundred best kids in the country, ninety five percent of them are going to the same schools every year. They're going to the SEC, they're going to the Big Ten. You'll sprinkle in a couple Big Twelve, sprinkle in a couple Pac twelve. Clemson will get a few. There might be five guys who go to some school that people are like, oh, really? Like my my dad played football at Illinois. And I just always wanted to keep with the tradition. So but, now, but the bottom line is, even with the domination, they only play one game. And you know, you can say, "Hey, it's obvious." What was Alabama laying fourteen against Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. So on the fourteen mon- and a half, I think. So on the money line, if it was so obvious they were going to win, you may you you took your net worth, of course, and bet Alabama. I didn't, but I line. bet Alabama pretty heavy. <laughs> I mean, enough. it wasn't wasn't my net worth, but it was uh, uh, was uh, you, you, more than you, I'm you, usually you, comfortable you risked, with. Well, whatever it was, the nine dollars to win the one dollar. Yes, the I like, would would like, have been fine with it. Yes. Would have been fine with it. So I don't know. I, I just uh, sometimes, I, and this is another thing that I hate about the NBA and the NHL. Over half your league makes the playoffs. What's the point of the regular season? It just and and by that definition, the NBA regular season is it's it feels ridiculously too long. Like there's no need for all of this. Well, the irony is that the NBA and RJ has really documented this beautifully. 
there's almost no luck involved because the most that can happen is you make or miss a three-pointer. That's a three-point swing when your team's scoring 110 and the, both teams scoring 220. In the NHL, when you're only scoring five goals in the playoffs, one goal makes such a big difference. There's a reason why the, you could argue that the NHL playoffs are inherently unfair because there's so much luck involved that oftentimes the best team Even though it's a four out of seven. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I've heard it, it, it to, to to get the with the right winner. It's got to be like best like twenty five out of forty nine in the, the NHL. The NFL does it best because it, every regular season game feels like it matters, and not everybody makes the playoffs. Making the playoffs is a real achievement. Fourteen out I, of thirty. Listen, I'd much rather it be twelve. I liked it, but I don't need this extra game. If we went with your system. Top four make it in the NFL. The Rams and the and the Bengals didn't make the playoffs. Uh, that's true. Yep, they'd be out. Yes, but th- that's four out of out of out of thirty two. Yeah. Now we're talking about four out of like whatever one hundred thirty five. Yeah. You don't want to go more. On it, but here's so the, you don't want the Rams to win the Super here's Bowl. Here's the difference, though. I, I I'm for this. The Mountain West, and this is going to be really unpopular. Conference USA. The American Athletic Conference, and once Texas and Oklahoma leaves the Big 12, all of those teams should be what the FCS is now. Yeah, because Boise could never beat an Oklahoma in a big Oh, no, they did. They oh, did. Do you think they'd beat them if it was for the national championship? Uh, they could have that year. That year, yes. But you're okay. right. That was a once-in-a-generation mid-major result. I, I just think like if, you're, if what you really want is to put a trophy in your case— Create your own level, mm-hmm. and like no one's. If Boise won the, or if if uh, Cincinnati would have won the the FCS national championship this year, they'd have a trophy, they'd have a banner, their fans would be happy. But there's a reason that Hoosiers is one of the greatest sports movies of all time. There was no, um, d- there were um, no divisions. Exactly. Everyone in Indiana, if you had a high school, you played against. Other high they don't schools. do that though anymore, do they? Yeah, but it was one of the greatest stories of all time. And you're right. Maybe it's just a story at this <laughs> it's point. It's just a story. All right. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're in battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, he's Steve Fezzik. I'm AJ Hoffman. We're going to do something a little different here. Normally, we give best bets in the last segment of the show. We do that to keep your ears on us. So you're like, oh, I got to listen to the whole thing. I hope you still do listen to the whole thing. Tip off for this game, though, is about 17 minutes away. So I want to give you a moment. And I'm going to the Ivy League, McKenzie's home the Ivy League, where he's Cornell. How would you characterize Cornell in the Ivy, in the Ivy League, peck, like the, the pecking order? There's, an, there's a saying, every Ivy League student has one thing in common. 
They all got into Cornell because yeah, they're probably <laughs> probably the lowest. Fez said they were fourth. So. I'm biased. I got into Cornell. Oh, well, <laughs> of course you did. Everybody gets into Cornell. <laughs> McKenzie had a great line last night, and he said, "Well." If they're the dumbest kids in the Ivy League, it means they've got to be the best at basketball. I don't think they're the best mm. at basketball, but I do think they're better than Dartmouth, and that's who they're playing tonight. Dartmouth 2-7 and seven in Ivy League play. If they win out, which, let's face it, that's unlikely because they've, they've won one game against a team not called Columbia, who everybody beats Columbia. But they've won one non-Columbia game since November. But if they do, the best they can finish is 500. And they would need Brown, Cornell, Harvard to all lose out to make the conference tournament. Remember, only four teams make it in the Ivy. That's just not going to happen. Cornell coming off a loss to Brown, one of the teams they're competing for. for You like that, only the top four make. I do like that. I love the Ivy League hoops format. Perfect. Uh, And that's one of the teams they're competing for for that final spot, assuming Yale, Princeton, Penn have it locked up. They cannot afford a loss against Dartmouth, the the second worst team in the Ivy League behind Columbia. You cannot lose that game. They've got good size for an Ivy League school, which leads them to be 56% from two-pointers, 17th in the country. Dartmouth, not only are they 272nd defending the interior, they're 328th on offense inside. No easy looks for Dartmouth. In the first matchup, Dartmouth shot 10% better from three than their season average. Still lost by eight points. I like this. Home court means almost nothing in the Ivy League. What are we laying? It's a pick 'em. Really? It is a pick 'em game. So I just have a hard time picturing this ugly Dartmouth team doing enough to win outright against a motivated Cornell team that's beat up on bad teams all year. In eight games this season against teams outside the Ken Palm Top 200, they're 8 0, 7 1 against the spread, average margin of 11 points per game. Dartmouth, 244th in Ken Palm. Well, so. If RJ was here, and he'll be back on Monday, he would say that is a professional presentation. He'd be all over me for betting uh, on, on the Ivy League is what he'd be. So there you go. Cornell at a pick'em. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk NBA All-Star Game. But first, dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. He's Steve Fezzik. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is straight out of Vegas. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution in America's number one battery destination. All right, going to take a quick look at the NBA All Star Game. We are looking at a line of five and a half for Team LeBron over under three twenty one. Is this a fool's errand to try to bet on the All Star Game, Fez? I think it is until the very end of the game. I got to tell you one thing: I do in live wagering in the end. NBA All-Star game with about six minutes to play. I hit under because the only time they play defense is the final six minutes. Is that if the game is close? Yes. And if it's a blowout by more than 20 points, it just keeps being happy action, fun time. So if, if, 
if it's a less than 20-point differential, go under with six minutes to play. All right, if you missed any of today's show, including Fezzik and I discussing how many teams are supposed to be in the college football playoff, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're going to be back 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. RJ will be back. We'll discuss the aftermath of said NBA All-Star game. He's Steve Fezzik. I'm A.J. Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas. Back Monday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.